morning, everyone. Good evening, everyone listening around the planet. You're back here talking to your host, Tony Lantus. And this is the Artist and Author Show, where I'm going to introduce you to an amazing woman called Barbie Layton. But before I do that, just a reminder, if you're listening live on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, LinkedIn, Twitch or Twitter, that you will see the show notes accompanying this show wherever you're watching. Replays of the live show are available on Binge Networks USA, HeroGo TV, Zondra Networks USA and Paz TV, as well as all the podcast versions on anywhere that you catch your podcasts. Now, each week we do a little something special because we're based in Australia and we want to recognize our Indigenous peoples, and that's called a welcome to country. So today I want to respectfully acknowledge the people of the Yugamba language region on the Gold Coast, Queensland, Australia, the traditional owners of the land on which we meet and broadcast, and pay my respect to the elders past and present and all Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander peoples listening and watching here today. Now, here's what you need to know about the gorgeous human Barbie Layton. Now, Barbie is an international best-selling speaker, an international best-you speaker going from the main stage for six months based on fan fan feedback rather, and 25 years of speaking engagements to a New York Times billboard best-selling author. She has a global TV channel on the Best You TV called You Are Amazing, where she interviews world thought leaders who are changing the world for positive. She is featured in the Cannes Film Festival winning documentary, The Prison Project, as a counsellor to women serving life sentences in Chowchilla, California, and based on Viktor Frankl's work in 2007. She has earned an MA in Spiritual Psychology from the world-famous University of Santa Monica and is a 2021 graduate of the Vishkin Lakhani's Premier Coaching Program. She helps CEOs and individuals alike reanimate their dreams, fall in love with themselves and become the VIP of their own lives with a powerful one-of-a-kind intuitive soul print energy clearings that have manifested miracles in not only her own life but all of her clients lives. She's been featured on USA Today and will be in an upcoming second edition of the international best-selling book Women Gone Wild. She's just been named as Los Angeles Tribune magazine writer and will be a speaker at the Can You Really Think and Grow Rich World Tour sponsored by the Napoleon Hill Foundation. She is also featured in Dr. Joe DiMartini's documentary called Breakthrough and will be an Ignite Publishers Ignite Humanity book and the upcoming Mind Valley Heroes book stories. Barbie, that's an awful lot of positive goodness that you're putting into the world. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. It's so good to see you again, Tony. I'm delighted that I actually get to speak to you. You must be incredibly busy at the moment. 
<laughs> well, just like you are as well, but busy good. <laughs> it is busy good, isn't it? You say that to people and they go, oh my goodness, it's 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 so busy, but it's it's good busy, isn't it? It's really mm-hmm. uh, powerfully fun for us to work in our flow and do what we're meant to do um it's a it's a really great place to be so i wanted to start today because last week we spoke about the amazing time you've been having manifesting the life of your dreams but i want to talk about the runaway success of women gone wild and women gone wild is a book um a feminine guide to fearless living can you tell the audience about the journey of the book and what it's about, Barbie? Absolutely. So thank you for asking about that. So I have a, a first print one, which is <gasps> the Gone Wild book, the, the Feminine Guide to Fearless Living. And um, it's going to be going into uh, its second iteration with Brown Publishing. It'll be in 25 countries and 18 languages in January, which is amazing. And it's something that's Congratulations. Thank you. But it's something that um, it was the the brainchild of Rhonda Swan. She came up with this concept um, from Unstoppable Branding Agency. And we came into each other's ecosystems. And there was just this kindred spirit of all of these women that literally all resonated in wanting to bring their stories forward to be able to heal others. And I know that um, compilation books don't always have this kind of a success level. A lot of times it's just like, you know, they're compacted. But I think we're really blessed because we have the one and only Diana Wentworth, who is the godmother mm. of Chicken Soul, who has been part of that. And she was assisting us in regards to, you know, the writing tips and to be able to how to put it in cohesively. But I think that being able to have all of these dynamic women that are from Australia and they're from Europe and they're from USA the and Canada, all over the world, to be able to come together with their beautiful stories. Um, it's something of where it's created almost like this really beautiful movement and within, I think, um, our, our red carpet launch was on June 8th in Las Vegas, Nevada. And within 24 hours, we were already um, trending at number one internationally on Amazon. And probably, I think it was 10 or 11 different categories. So it's really been something that has touched people's heart. Um, and luckily, this is the second edition. and It's 204. And having that opportunity to be able to have this kind of an impact is really, really exciting. So I'm grateful to Rhonda and her team and all of the other beautiful authors that many of whom I got to meet in person. And we have this beautiful sisterhood now. Amazing. It's really a special book. And you've been around the continent on this amazing book tour. What's that been like, Barbie? (laughs) It was honestly... um, like being swept away in a Hollywood movie. We started off in Las Vegas, Nevada. We took these epic um, photographs that right now are being um, looked at by fashion magazines to be able to put, because it was just this beautiful glamor editorial spreads that we did. Um, and to be able to have the opportunity to you know, be live for the first time for a lot of us after being out of the pandemic of where yes. we've done all of this about, you know, like virtually on the Zoom. Mm. And then from there, we had this beautiful um, opportunity to be in Las Vegas on stage. And then from there, we went to Los Angeles. And then we had another event down in Orange County. Mm. And then from there, the the piece de resistance, the, the big pinnacle was in July, July 21st, where we all met together in Times Square. And we were literally, we were supposed to be on the side. There was like a side uh, billboard that we we're supposed to get, which is supposed to be one. But we got upgraded miraculously in the sense of where 
we were on the stack where the Coca-Cola sign is <laughs> on the opposite side where the ball drops. Yes. We were the wings on the side of it. So we were literally the wings where there were 14 of the authors where we were 48 feet high. We had two wings panels, and then we had two on the side, on the left-hand side, on 48th and Broadway, which is in the literally the heart of the of the square in Times Square. Amazing. And we were literally cycling through. You know, Kim Kardashian was the one that came out after us, and I think what does she have? Yes. 320 million followers in the world. So it was just this iconic thing of us standing there and. One of these gentlemen was in the street and he said, is that you? And I was like, yes, <laughs> yeah. that, that's us. And we got to, um, the naked cowboy came up to us and he was improvising, <laughs> singing with us. And so Aww. we were walking in the street and we were stopping traffic. And, you know, you just had all these beautiful powerhouse women that were all standing there. We were just screaming and, you know, people were saying, you know, it's really hard to make a commotion in Times Square because people are so used to it being yes. so outlandish. But People were stopping and even we had at one point in time, the police that stopped because they, they were just trying to like, you know, capture everything that was going on. But it was just such a surreal thing in the sense of where it's it's one of those probably 0.01% of 0.01% of people that would ever have that experience, the opportunity. Yeah. But it was the empowerment portion of it in the sense of where it's like our our names were up there about, you know, like my, my chapters from tragedy to triumph and just yes. be able to have that of where it's having that impact in that sense of where that you, you know, what do they say in New York? If I can make it there, I can make it anywhere. Mm -hmm. it, it's mm -hmm. like literally New York City is that is that pinnacle thing. And I think it became this like wildfire that just started to spread. And, and right now I know Rhonda has a NASDAQ show on TV. Um, called new to the street mm -hmm. and they had um on 42nd street they had five billboards just in the last, last month which was all women gone wild with fire on it you yes. know because it is that's something where it really does ignite the ability for people to get excited about it there's something about women's ability to change the world isn't there barbie that if we empower enough women we will change the world won't we yes Absolutely. And I think that's the part about where when you have something of where, I mean, even, you know, with some of our sisters, they've been going through the hurricane in Florida recently mm. to be able to be of support with each other, to be able to offer, you know, morale and just like, hey, I'm thinking of you and I hope that you're okay. It, it's something of where I think the camaraderie of where when it comes together too. I mean, I know it's kind of a weird, weird, weird fact, but, you know, a lot of times when women move in together into sororities or households too, their cycles all start to mesh miraculously together. I mean, it's just like, they're not doing that. That's completely mother yes. nature being Correct. able to do that. And so if we're all literally cycling together, when we put our hands together, and I love the words co-create and co-elevate, yes. co-collaborate. It's like yes. when we can hold hands with each other and we can lift each other up and say, wow, I want to celebrate you and I want to celebrate you. And there's not the tear down. I think that's the other part too, is that women have had this scarcity mindset in regards to men oh, and job opportunities yes. and things like that. And because, you know, women would fight over the most virile men and the tribes to be able to have their babies be the strongest, it ends up being that all that kind of cattiness and that pettiness was oftentimes something that really, really holds women back. And unfortunately, I've been the you know, at the at the other end, receiving end of that many times in my life of where people don't want you to succeed. But I think the flip side of something like this with our book and with our movement and the way these women feel that I, like I said, I know personally, we all want each other to succeed. So if I'm sitting there and I'm clapping for you and I want you to be successful knowing that there's enough for everybody. If I'm clapping for you because I'm in an abundance mindset, but I want to yes. be able to help 
get somebody else excited about that abundance mindset too of where you too can go manifest your dreams um and one of the book sisters, Loretta Wetzel, it was mm -hmm. so beautiful because she went there and she's an African-American woman. And this little girl, little African-American girl came up to her and said, is that you? And she said, well, when I grow up, I want to have my my name. I want to have my picture up on a billboard with my book. And Loretta was so touched by the fact that this little girl was like this perfect example of the fact that we are role models for the upcoming generation. We need to show them that we can be strong, powerful women, but we don't have to be the B word. We don't have to be aggressive. We don't have to Correct. be rude. Correct. We can be feminine in our full power and very powerful, but not have to be where there's all this backbiting. And yes. so that's where I love being in this co-elevating space of, of women that want to help each other out and bring business to each other. And how can I collaborate with you? And how can I serve you? How can I help you? And where we can all become financially abundant and then help that in our own communities as well. There's something powerful about women. And I love the word co-create and collaborate as well, Barbie, because there's something really special when women are in agreement and co-creative spaces together yes. they really can do amazing things because yes. we by nature are creators and once we start to step back into that creative space answers to solutions and abundance comes with that doesn't it yes no absolutely and i mean you just even think about the idea that i mean I'm not really a big sports person, but I use the analogy of a baseball team. Uh -huh. It's like, you know, you have to have the catcher, the pitcher, the first baseman, the outfielders, the infielders. You have to have all these different people, but they're still on the same team. And that's the part two in the sense of where we don't have to be clones of each other. I don't need anybody that needs to be like me or want to be me. I just want to be me and allow everybody else around me to be able to be them. And then when we bring that beautiful, unique superpower, which is our individual authentic selves, yes. we rise together because it's so powerful because we're in that team where you even see people, you know, women that will do a potluck together. And it's like, oh, this one's handling the, the brownies. This yes. one's handling the, the lemonade and this one's yes. handling that. Those kind of parties are the most fun because everybody is in agreement to be able to present something really of beauty. Yeah, definitely. Um, Bobby, I'm hoping we've got time to just quickly touch on your story of tragedy to triumph. Can you tell the audience just briefly without giving too much away because we want them to go and buy the book? Yes. But just, just give us an insight into that story. It's a powerful story, and I'd love you to share it with the audience if that's okay. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Um, well, I, I've had I've had three near-death experiences, mm -hmm. and so literally my hair turned white in 2012 from uh, E. coli poisoning, and I was in the hospital for over three weeks and almost not going to make it, um, and then two other experiences where I almost bled out. And so obviously I'm not done here on this planet and ultimately though, um, I did come down with a, I was diagnosed with a chronic illness in 2016. That's an, mm -hmm. unfortunately it's a digestive autoimmune disease. And it literally took my whole world that was getting very big and was yes. basically just kind of like funneled it down to something very, very small. But I realized the fact that you have the choice in those moments, you have the choice of whether or not you're going to sit there and feel like a victim and feel mm -hmm. sorry for yourself or whether or not you're going to go out there and thrive. Mm -hmm. And so I just basically, I had a conversation with what I consider the powers that be and just said, mm -hmm. you know, if you want to be able to change my trajectory in my life, please show me the way and I will do whatever I need to do to be able to make that happen. And then I just found all these beautiful synchronicities and things started to come into place. And I had all these things open up to me. But what I think was the most important part is that 
a lot of times it's your small self, which is the one that's holding you back. It's your ego and your inner inner critic. They want to tell you all these like bad things about yourself. But when you really surrender to the greatness, the beauty of who you are, I think that we're all divine beings having human experiences. Absolutely. And we have that spark within us. So if we allow that spark within us to start guiding our every move in that sense where we say yes, and we're in alignment with it, we don't resist it. We stay in zero point gravity. From there, it's like all these opportunities and people have opened up in a way that had never happened prior to the last three years. So therefore, you can either have your little life where it sucks, you know, and you're in charge, or you can surrender it over to something that whatever you want to call it. And take a deep breath and that's right. you go. And, and, and I mean, literally, I mean, it's like, I've been on a rocket ship and I don't have the you know proper seatbelt at, at the moment. It's like, it's still something of where, you know, but it's just hold on because it's so exciting, but it's having that opportunity to be able to continue, you know, growing it and expanding it, but also being very true to yourself that you need to stay true to yourself and stay in alignment with integrity. You don't take opportunities that are not in alignment with your own mission or purpose. You don't endorse things that don't fit with you either. You stay in alignment with the truth of who you are and i think from there that's one of the things and the reasons why i think that my message has become very very strong and then the women that are in this book are also in a similar place yeah barbie can you tell us what the wild in women gone wild stands for so it's the wealth intuition leadership and diversity so the next upcoming book in 2023 is going to be intuition and then the fourth book will be diversity Oh, wow. That's powerful stuff. And the book is a compilation, isn't it? So it's lots of women getting together and telling their unique stories in one book. Yes. And we have um, in this particular one, we have 24 different authors, some mm-hmm. celebrities and other women that are business owners. I know one of your friends, Shar uh, Moore, she's in the yes. book as well from Australia. Yes. And um, it's having these opportunities of these women that come from just completely different backgrounds. But ultimately, it's like really that stepping into their power. But almost everyone that I know of, I know Rhonda dedicated this because she had a medical issue Mm -hmm. where she had all women that appeared to her. And she just felt like she needed to do that for the women that I think you've spoken to that about the witch wound of the the whole thing. They've been silenced before. And so it's then bringing your voice forward too. But again, you don't have to be loud and brash and obnoxious. It's really in the sense of where it's like, you know, here I am in the fullness of the divine goddess, feminine energy that's Mm -hmm. within me. And from there being able to project that out into the world. And I mean, literally the women, if you saw them in person, I mean, Las Vegas, it was just like, you know, one goddess after another, just, I mean, really stunningly beautiful women on the inside and the out. Yeah. It's a, it's a thing of beauty to see women who are standing in their empowered selves appearing. It is a beautiful thing. And we need to be reminded that we are goddesses. Each and every one of us is, is goddess. We've forgotten um, that we are goddesses, haven't we, essentially? In the last millennia, we've been downtrodden and forgotten and stopped from speaking. And we're all starting to rise up and remember that we're divine goddesses. And we have a beauty of strength and power that can create anything that needs to be created and find the solutions for anything that needs to be solved and do it in that beautiful, nurturing, feminine way. Barbie, The book itself um, uh, is donating some of the sales to some amazing charities. Can you tell the audience what those charities are and what they stand for? Because they're pretty powerful ones. 
Yeah, the, all of the 100% of the online sales have gone to to these three charities. So there's the Amigos of Costa Rica, mm -hmm. which helps different women of um, domestic abuse. Yes. And then there's also the uh, Operation Railroad Underground, which is also focusing on exploitation and, and human trafficking. And then the other one um, is the Heartstrings Project, yeah. which is something that was Rhonda's personal one that she saw so many kids that were you know, living in, in different squalor places in, in Bali. So she actually petitioned the king to be able to do a whole thing having to do with them learning and playing music so that they mm. could have opportunity to have all the livelihood. So those three particular charities are definitely, I know, near and dear to the hearts of the authors that are in that book. And ultimately having that is, is a beautiful thing to be able to push that out. And then when the when the actual print version does come out, then it'll be the individual authors that will be able to, to you know have that as well. But being able to have it for charity is definitely something of where it's it's doing good. And there were hundreds of thousands of copies that were sold to be able wow. to be even at the dollar ninety nine yeah. rate to do that. Amazing, amazing, Barbie. I want to know um, how empowering women has motivated you on your personal life path. Well, I think again, because I've had so many negative experiences in my life of, of there's that clickishness of women who literally the ostracize, isolate and do these mm -hmm. kind of things like that queen bees and wannabes, mm -hmm. the mean girl type of thing too. I think a lot of times it's like what um, Gandhi said, you know, you want to be the change that you wish to see in the world. And that's mm -hmm. the part about where, despite the fact of having had that treatment in the past, I think that the most important thing is that then that means that I never do that to anyone else. So for me, yes. it's really about inclusion. It's about bringing people into my fold, et cetera, and having it where people don't feel like they're disempowered from that sense. So I think for, especially for women, um, I love the fact that I'm considered a global citizen and some people have called me a humanitarian mm -hmm. because I've been to, I've lived on three continents. I've mm -hmm. traveled to over almost 40 countries. It's like travel and culture and learning about different peoples, the way that they live and, and, it really is something exciting to me. But I think specifically with women, I think that the more that we realize that there's so much more that we have in common rather yeah. than what takes us apart is the most important thing. And in the last three years doing, you know, the intuitive um, life coaching that I've been doing with the soul print energy, mm. I have clients that are, you know, the conservative in the Middle East, I have clients in Australia, clients mm. in Africa, other places too, of where Abraham Maslow's idea is the hierarchy of needs that everyone needs to be seen and heard, loved and accepted. So if I know that those are the four things that each person that I am around is going to be seeking out, I have to also be that myself. I have yeah. to be that person that's giving that because we can't want what we don't have within ourselves too. Yeah. If I'm not a loving person, I can't yeah, expect people be. to be loving to me. Mm -hmm. So it's that really important thing in the sense of where I think that women have to do their own inner work to be able to really analyze themselves. Like where, where do you fall short, but where are yeah. you strong and really focusing on that, but taking a really close look at that as opposed to, cause I mean, there's nothing about my life that I would consider perfect. I haven't, I'm not at the place of where I'm, I'm living the dream life, but it's so much closer than it ever was it's in the wonderful. last three years. Yeah. Because I've literally manifested so many other people that are on this journey with me. Mm -hmm. And that's where I just really think that when, when one of us rises, we all rise. Nice. There doesn't have to be only one star. And I use the analogy a lot in talks that when you look at the night sky, there are millions of stars out there, but not one single star is looking at the other one, telling mm -hmm. it to dim its light. Mm -hmm. They don't tell the stop twinkling. It's just bright, 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 shine, shine, shine. So to me, I want all the people around me to succeed and shine. And if they surpass me, 
that's okay too, because that's what they were meant to do. I mean, that, that's, that's the beautiful thing, not in competition. Yeah, absolutely. Each one of us has a unique, uh, contract, if you like, to do whatever it is we're meant to do. And that won't look like the same thing for every woman. It will look different. It will feel different. It will be different for every woman. And it's about encouraging other women, which is, you know, essentially why I try and speak to so many women like you, Barbie, that have a story and show that you can rise above. And whilst life is not perfect, this is what it looks like when you start to um, do some of that work around healing, uh, recovery, empowerment, um, and making sure that you're doing what you're meant to do. Um, Yes. Barbie, talking about female empowerment is important, and we need to keep encouraging women, but we also need to be encouraging of young girls as well. And whilst the young girls growing up today grow up in a different environment that you and I grew up in, there's still elements that we need to encourage them on and make sure that they're aware that they have, um, they can actually do whatever they set their mind to do in this day and age and they shouldn't be held back by tradition or or whatever it is. Um, Bobby, what is it that you would say to your younger self that you wish you could say now? I think that ultimately that the trials and tribulations are ultimately that which makes you stronger. Mm-hmm. And that ultimately the people that have never had their lives challenged in any way, they generally are not resilient. Mm-hmm. And that basically the the things that have gone on in the past, they also allowed me to be a witness to some of the most ugly human characteristics in the world, but also some of the most beautiful And regardless of either one of those, it's like what Anne Frank said at the end. She said, despite everything, I know that mankind is good. And that's one of those things of where when you can look at, you know, when you can stare down the the face of something that is so horrific, et cetera, Mm -hmm. and still come out the other side. um, You know, I I worked over 20 years with Holocaust survivors. And I have to say that they were some of the most joyful people I had ever met in my mm-hmm. life. And as you know, the time wore on, many of them passed away because it was yeah. their time, but they were 60s, their 70s and their 80s. And they literally, um, they spent weekends with the youth to talk to them and just to be, you know, to witness to them that I'm not in a movie, I'm a real person that went through mm-hmm. this experience. I think for a lot of people, when they've had everything taken away from them, they have so much more gratitude for all the things that they do have. And Correct. so that's also stay grateful. I would tell my younger self, stay grateful for all mm. the experiences and things that allow you to be Barbie because they're going to make you a very unique individual. Because I honestly, I don't know anybody like me. I'm, I'm And that's yeah. been one of those, it's been a blessing and a curse. It's like, yes. it's really great that I'm so unique, but for other people are like, you're we don't know how to put, we can't put you in a box. We're not in this category. We don't, we don't Neither get it. should they put you in a box, Barbie, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but I'm just saying it's still one of those things of where when yeah. you look at the thing that was considered odd about you or strange when you were younger, which then becomes your superpower when you're older, mm-hmm. it's like that kind of juxtaposition of like, when we're younger, we want to look older. When we're older, yeah. we want to look younger. And it's just that kind of thing. It's like, so what? Just be, just be you. Just, just be, be in that age. Yeah. I, I have to say, quite frankly, I love getting older. I love being this age. I love the wisdom that comes with age. And when you've got 
um, a life that's been pretty darn tricky and tough and you get to a certain point and realize that behind all those tough things that you had to walk through you've gained wisdom knowledge and understanding that's pretty yes. precious as well Barbie yes. isn't it it, it, it is a, a wisdom a wisdom that comes with age and for women I think we get better as we get older there's a there's a beauty in older women that I I never thought of when I was younger and as I age it becomes more and more spectacular let me say the the most beautiful most outstanding women I know are all way older and even into their 80s and 90s and that's amazing thing isn't it absolutely I mean Diana Wentworth to me is one of those perfect epitomes she's 81 yes. years old yes so poor so elegant and just so wise and it's just to me she's the kind of person that you know she's going to live for you know multiple more decades because there's yeah. just so much there's just and so there's much a grace for there's a grace yes. about their presence that that only comes with age because yes you, you just you don't get that when you're young young is, is beautiful and wonderful in its own way but there's something very special about aging and wisdom and the grace that comes with age and having walked many routes through life and been thrown lots of different things um, through life Barbie some of the um, book uh, sponsors are pretty powerful sponsors in their own right so it's sponsored by United Nations she trades feminine um, entrepreneur um, organization and, and the book is filled with celebrity authors and endorsement so I'm just curious what it's been like for you on a personal level to be involved with with other high-functioning well-known individuals how has that been for you because often as women we suffer from a little bit of an imposter complex and I'm wondering if you had moments where you were pinching yourself and thinking oh gosh what have I what have I done but I'm hoping that there are many 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 more moments where you've just sat in that moment God oh my gosh I'm so lucky well definitely the oh my gosh I'm so lucky and definitely yes. feel blessed but I think one of the things I read about in my in my chapter is the fact that I grew up in Malibu. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in Malibu around all sorts of high-level mm -hmm. celebrities, seeing mm -hmm. all the Ferrari, all the wealth, just these crazy like beach yes. houses, things like that. Yeah. My grandfather knew Shirley Temple and Hopalong Cassidy, and he used to actually cash the checks for Mae West because oh. she couldn't go into the bank because yes. they didn't believe it was her. So he had to cash yes. her checks. So he was he knew all the celebrities and things like that. And I think it really taught me something really amazing. Like Farrah Fawcett in the seventies was always no makeup, you know, no bra, wearing a t-shirt with cut jeans and things like that. Pamela Anderson was yes. always running around in her Ugg boots with her little sweaters and shorts, their hair on top of her head with, you know, a bun. I think when you learn and you, you are around celebrities like that and you realize that they're just people, yeah. it allows you to have this humility in the sense of where there doesn't have that imposter syndrome because you see them oh, that's as so them. Good. Yeah. And so it's an opportunity in the sense of where by having been around celebrities pretty much all my life, you know, I, I see them as, as humans who put their, you know, like mm -hmm. pants on mm -hmm. one leg at a time. Whereas I think some people have kind of that, that celebrity worship kind of idea too. Yeah. And I know that that's one of the things that's beautiful about a lot of these women is that mm -hmm. 
the ones that are celebrities, they don't want you to worship their celebrity status. They want you to see through the facade to see the true them. Yeah. Yes. They want you to see the real them. And that's the same thing for me. I had some people who started acting a little strange around me and I'm like, I'm the same Barbie, not ever going to be, you know, I'm still the same person. And so I think that's the part about where I think when you stay humble, Mm -hmm. but then you also realize that the people that you're with, and if you have to me, for anybody who's feeling imposter syndrome, if you have been invited into the table, look around, don't look up. Because if you look around, you look at those people that are your peers, obviously you are residing, you are you're resonating at that frequency to be able to be in those rooms, to be able to be invited to those spaces. Mm-hmm. And so that's where, to me, the gratitude part of it is where it's like, oh, yeah. you really take that in and you say, wow, I'm so thankful and I'm so blessed that I have these amazing friends and colleagues and people that were out there having this global mission to be able to share with the world. Absolutely. Um, and the, there's something special in the fact that your gift to humanity is the same whether you're an average person or whether you're a celebrity. The healing's the same, isn't it, Barbie? I know yep. um, after our session, um, so just for clarity for the audience, um I had a little battle with uh, skin cancer earlier in the year and I did a session with Barbie to clear a number of things and those sessions are going to work for an everyday person just as well as they're going to work for a celebrity. It's about the person delivering that gift and, and Barbie has this amazing gift of insight and intuition and clarity and healing that works because I'm evident evidence of that as well Bobby before we run out of time I really wanted the audience to know how they can connect with you and I have to say that on Barbie's website barbielayton.com you can find all sorts of um, information about Barbie but you can also connect with her directly for one of her healing sessions and also she has a beautiful free meditation which I actually have as well um, Barbie where can they buy the books before we run out of time? So right now it's only available online. So it's wgwbook.com. So you can purchase it online. Wgwbook.com. Yes. Yes. And it's on Amazon. And then I will be going into the next iteration, like I said, into print with Brown Publishing, which we're really excited about. Oh, wow. In, at the end of this year, early 2023. And then also um, I have an eight-week core wounding um, course that I have with international trainers which is the infinity.life if people want to go there and just state that, you know, Barbie sent them because that's also another one of my missions is to be able to help people. I have a master's degree in spiritual psychology and helping people to clear their trauma and to clear those, those core woundings become such a huge thing internationally with Dr. Gabor Mate's work. And and I think that if we have the ability, I don't think you can get rid of anything systemic until you get rid of the systemic trauma in any community Absolutely. internationally. It doesn't matter Absolutely. who it is. Absolutely. <clears throat> and if you look at some of the uh, things wrong with humanity across the world, they in most likelihood can be linked back to some tra- trauma. So alcoholism, yes. abuse, um, yes. anger, road rage, etc., 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 domestic yep. violence they will all link back to a component of trauma in that person's life and if we start there and heal that trauma from the get-go we start to heal the issues that humanity faces at the moment 
Yes. Bobby Layton, I am just so grateful that I get to spend time with you. Thank you so much for coming and letting me interview you again. Um, I look forward to catching up again when we do the next round of books. Yes. Um, it will be fantastic. Wishing you every success. It's well.